The following program is paid for by the Hawkeye Huddle. Brought to you by Angie Lancaster Remax, G-Mig's Fifth Street Pub, and AMPM Plumbing. Now, live from G-Mig's Fifth Street Pub in Valley Junction, this is the Hawkeye Huddle with your hosts, David Creighton Jr. and Brett Ridge. And good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to the Hawkeye Huddle. Here again, we're in G-Mix. Down here in West Des Moines, 5th Street. Come on down and join us. Uh, Hawks are playing basketball tonight at 7 o'clock. 7 o'clock. So uh, we'll have an hour break between our show and the, and the game. We like to call that the lube hour. <laughs> we do. Well, it's a term we've used. Just, just, just now coined the phrase. <laughs> Is that, here, let me get myself there a little bit. Anyway, Hawks with it's the big It's also uh, what most people call watching the Hawkeye the, football team. The, the <laughs> well, when you're 0-0 zero, zero at halftime, what else did you do? You're not losing. You're not losing. Hawks did get the victory at Wrigley Field the other day, 10-7 to seven against Northwestern. And uh, it Starting was, pitching it, was outstanding. It was. It was yeah. a, Shut a, out through six. Three-run homer won the game <laughs> in the bottom of the ninth inning as uh, Iowa gets the Drew Stevens field goal. And almost really walks it off at 14 seconds left, I think, was what it was uh, as they beat Northwestern. We'll break that down, get you set for Rutgers this weekend. 2.30 p.m. to kick off from Kinnick Stadium as Iowa back in the driver's seat in the Big Ten West. 7-2, and 4-2 and two overall. The only two-loss te- two team in the country to not be ranked at this point. <laughs> They're also the only two-loss team in the country with less than 100 points for the season. Um. Currently, that's here's a, here's, not true. Here's an interesting stat, stat though. USC has given up 265 points in six games this year. This year, the last six they've played. The last six they've played. Just the last six. That's not the whole year. Right. Iowa's given up 284 in the last two years. So there is a thing called defense. Uh, it does actually win football games, and it is kind of a crime that the voters have decided that Iowa is not a top 25 football team despite the 7 and 2 record which is actually quite good 8 and 1 if you believe Cooper DeGene who's still not over by the way and he shouldn't be it wasn't a fair catch it's not reviewable i don't know how that, that it's, so i was really 8 well, and 1 well and so you know Iowa State fan we're right there with you Noel did yes. not step out of bounds no he did not terrible terrible call there as well I'm not certain we noted that while watching it I asking Cyclone fan of the Hawkeye Huddle and potential sponsor, new sponsor, Tim Wellman Investments, if they saw that. <laughs> and uh, I'm like, I don't, I don't think I saw that. Yeah. Well, at Wrigley Field, I know we didn't, right? But uh, yes. But, but so, so let's talk a little bit about Saturday in Wrigley Field because uh, I, I went over on Friday. Crowd was lighter on Friday than an, than an Indianapolis crowd. It wasn't nearly the same as a Big Ten championship crowd. A lot of people came in though. Saturday morning, place was jumping, and but the lines to, mind, to get in. You know, there's a lot of people live in Chicago already. That's right, and it's not as far it, away. What you is don't, it? Four hours, three hours, pretty much from Iowa City. Three, uh, three and a half, maybe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's, I mean, it was. We were, yeah, so we were five from Des Moines, basically, to, right. Mer- to Merkel's. Hit Merkel's did a little guest spot on uh, on uh, Trent Condon's show there with uh, Ken Miller on Friday afternoon, which was kind of fun. Uh, congr- he congratulated us on our 20 years of doing this show. Of course, uh, Ken was around at the beginning on 1490, and then Trent was our was our producer for many years. I told him we went to the Encore Pizza the other night. Didn't know that's what it was. It's Marino's now, but anyway, that's right. That's where he was producing. For Ken us, Miller so. could not wait for us to get uh, in studio on Tuesday nights. 
He was out the door. Oh, yeah. Before the music ended. He, he wanted to go home, man. Always did. Anyway, we had a good time with that. Saturday, though, boy, Hawkeye fans showed up. Uh, Wrigleyville was just black and gold up and down. Took a lot of, a lot of people waiting in line to get into uh, the various bars. Unfortunately, I got in rather early. Huh. Well, there you and, go. And uh, I enjoyed the Bamboo Club, which is where the Hawkeye uh, huddle party was. And uh, it was full. All uh, There's Hawkeye fans everywhere. And then, of course, once you headed in Wrigley, it was just fabulously black and gold, which was good. Annoyed the heck out of the Northwestern fans that were there. Were they wearing their suede sweaters and they, shoes? Uh, they had leather leather purple and uh, the guy behind me had a leather leather purple and white jacket oh just, yeah yeah no they are annoying annoyingly snobbish hmm yes because they went to northwestern that's a right. nice fine education fine terrible football team but fine education uh, and what a football game. Uh, actually, what a football game. What can you say about a 0-0 game at halftime? What can you say about a game that Iowa uh, finally goes ahead uh, on a uh, getting a blocked punt? Uh, a short field. They did get a, uh, a nice uh, kind of rollout pass from uh, Deacon Hill to uh, Estrenga going across. If you saw the formation, nicely diagrammed play. He came from the other side. Right. That was the touchdown. And then Iowa with the uh, big uh, four, four down goal line stand was awesome. Uh, before the touchdown eventually came and then did they it, kicked the field goal. Did it goal not remind that. you of Syracuse? Because that's well, exact, how could it not? That's right? what Trey yeah, and I uh, said yeah. exactly as it was happening. It's like, oh my gosh, this is Syracuse, 2005, and uh, I think that was the year. Yeah. And uh, at any rate, it was that was incredible. Um, Iowa has you. You can argue all day long, but Iowa's got the best goal line defense in the in the country. Well, and and we've yeah. seen it countless times, not just stopping in those two instances, literally at the goal line, but other teams who've got down there fourth and short and not, I mean, these guys were inside the one, Northwestern. It, it Their tush push was more of a patty bump. It doesn't, it, it comes to the point to the point that it doesn't surprise you when right? I would stop somebody like that. And, uh, you know, there were there were any number of, of uh, examples as you watch those plays over and over again because they're so fun, so fun to watch. But, the thing that, that I took away was that once Northwestern, on every one of those plays, you, once it was telegraphed that they were going up the middle, the guys on the ends for Iowa were sliding around behind and filling those those middle gaps and pushing the other uh, the other players forward so that you could stack things up. And Northwestern really, if, the, if, if you want to get a one-yard touchdown run against Iowa, you spread it out. Right, so that somebody has to cover somebody. You got Kyler Fisher running around from the backside, grabbing the quarterback, you know, from behind right. and pulling them away. Uh, of course, the the big stop by Jay Higgins, just standing up the running back in the hole on the third down play, and then of course nothing went anywhere on fourth down. It was a great stand and, and really fun to watch because it's every way you would ever diagram a goal line stand. Well, and what was even added to the drama was the horrible footing in field conditions down there yeah. on the makeshift end zone which apparently is where the dugout is i didn't figure that out until somebody mentioned that on today yeah, yesterday <laughs> i think alan actually mentioned it. i didn't figure out that that's how they had done that right yeah, they, so to, in order to extend the field they put a cap over the top of the dugout apparently in some fashion and they had other pictures during the game where they showed the field and it it had a wave to it. It was not level at all. It was. Is that why Toyer Taylor couldn't punt the other day? I 
don't think he's ever punted in a baseball stadium and probably had no idea what to do. Thought he was going to kick it out <laughs> of the field, maybe. That's I, a foul ball. I, I don't know. Yeah, he had a tough just, game. He did have a tough game. You know, so the goal line stand, while we keep him out of the end zone at that point, Iowa gets the ball three and out, and then they punt, and Torrey did not have a good punt and gave up punt return back to the 20, and then Northwestern uh, did score. A couple of things I do want to talk about. You, you keep mentioning it was 0-0 in first half. Iowa got inside the 30-yard line the first four drives. And then went backwards. Of the, of the game. Then went backwards, missed a field goal, or doinked a field goal from 53 on the left hash. Um, and they had a play the first time they were inside there where they decided to run, I don't know if it was a horrible screen pass or some stupid call that they lost. Oh, he got sacked. Uh, yeah, fumble didn't sack. Yeah, didn't he fumble on, it? On like, uh, I don't know, it was probably third and nine. Something like that, yeah. And, and so... Um, so that took him out, out of range. They had to punt that one. Again, they got down there. And they had another uh, bad play. And then they threw, or third time or fourth time, they threw an interception in the end zone. So the Hawks were moving the ball in the first half, at least between the 30s. Well, and, and um, so Deacon goes 10 of 16 again, I think, right? 65 yards. 10 of 15. 10 of 15. Um, four pass interference penalties in there. So... Those four balls were all thrown nicely. So you almost had, you know, they, they were pass interference. There were a number of them that... that uh, so you're going to say it was 14 for 19. Well, I'm going to say it was better than 10 for ten for 15, but not great, right? Right. Um, but he had the play when it counted, right? That was a throw. That was a big-time big, big time throw. To Caleb, Caleb uh, Brown, who uh, had not caught a pass yet as an as a Iowa Hawkeye, and they put number 81 on him so they could uh, keep Cooper DeGene as an option. Is that why number you changed three. number? Yes, because Cooper played... Number as number three, played what? Uh, you know, he two ran, plays. Two plays. By the way, the Iowa Cooper DeGene is currently averaging eight yards per carry, and when he's on the field, they're averaging seven yards per play. That's absolutely true. Um, so and that's seven times more than more than normal. Six and a but, half times. So yeah, that's why they normal. put eighty-one on on Caleb Brown, and uh, he made a big play. And not only did he catch the football, but a nicely thrown football, but he got extra yards made after a nice it. Nice move. Got seven yes. eight yards afterwards. Got him into field goal Terry, and I, I mean, I didn't even realize it. At the, at the first moment that they, Trey goes, yeah, they're they're in field goal range, and I'm like, well, How, darn, they are. Yeah, well, Drew, Drew Stevens obviously he, he hit one off the upright earlier in the game from 53. This one was 55, right? 52, I think they 52. said. Um, but uh, Listikow said it would have been good from 60. Well, yeah, it hit halfway up in the northwestern band. Well, right, it, it was, was in the basket. It was, <laughs> it was, it was definitely, um, definitely good from a lot further away. And he drilled it. It never moved. I mean, talk about a straight line drive shot. It never moved. It just kept going, which was great. And it, no doubt in my mind, after he'd missed the first one, I'm like, this, he's got this one, right? Yes. So he is, by the way, the Big Ten Special Teams Player of the Week. And speaking of awards, not only that. Uh, Jay Higgins is a semifinalist now for the uh, Butkus Award. So, how many semifinalists are there? There's 12. Okay. Let, so let's. And then it gets down to three. Yes, the finalists. Right. Yeah. Right. And so that's Jack Campbell's. Jack Campbell was in, was a finalist the year before, wasn't he? I think so. I know he was a semifinalist for two years and won it last year. Iowa's had how many linebackers has Iowa had that have gotten into that territory? Now, granted, two in a row. Something. Josie Jewell. Josie Jewell. That was in my, that. That is on my mind. Probably 
that's probably it for that for level Butkus of, for the Butkus for for a while, going back to Greenway and Hodge and those guys. But uh, but still, it, it, great to get in the top 12. He legitimately should be thought of as one of the the possible finalists. We'll see how that goes. I uh, it, it, I mean he's leading the leading the country in terms of Power Five tackling. Well, right? he, cer- he certainly he certainly should be first team All Big Ten. I would think. And uh, yeah, my mind, he's at least second team All American. Can you can you imagine that he was on the bench behind Jack Campbell? Well, Jack I mean, Campbell's starting for the good. Lions. I know. Think about the an embarrassment of riches. Nick Jackson plays is playing great as well, but Jay Higgins is, has been something. Uh, also of note, Joe Evans. Uh, oh, I'm going to get this the Burlesworth Award. He's in the top. He's a, a semifinalist there for the uh, top ten. Walk-on players, players who started as a walk-on in really? college football. Yeah, uh, didn't think about that, but sixth-year player, uh, fifth-year player, Joe Evans, uh, out of Ames, right? I didn't realize he walked. Wa- on. He was a walk-on from Ames and uh, has been starting for four years now, <laughs> and plays quite a bit too. So congratulations to him, and that's nice to see. And I think uh, Cooper DeGene was nominated for the uh, what you might call it, Thorpe? The, the Thorpe last week. I think so. So uh, Iowa, plenty of uh, representation on some of the awards lists again this well, year. Well, and Tory Taylor will be on the Ray Guy list. Uh, absolutely, and Drew Stevens will be on the um, the Lou Groza Lou list. Lou Groza list, probably. Absolutely. I think he is. I think they were. I'm not sure if they've cut him down yet, but but anyway. Um, anyway, 170 yards. <laughs> 170 yards. So I I saw I didn't I don't have the time frame I did see that the so that the last fifty three games for every seventeen yards the last fifty three games that uh, Division one college football teams have had less than one hundred and seventy yards one hundred seventy yards or less they're four and forty four and forty nine Iowa, Iowa has, has all won four, all four of those all games. four wins yes no other team has won a game in the last fifty three where they've uh, run, uh, gone for less than one hundred and seventy. That, <laughs> that anybody's won. Nobody it, else has won. It's an it's an embarrassment to your offense. It's a testament to the defense and the and the coaching staff that keeps that team together. You know, we surmised this last year when that was going down like this. Is that pretty soon the defense is going to have to get pissed off at the offense and and we're going to have a fight in practice or something? But that never happened. It doesn't seem like it ever happens. Um, they're all in that boat together. <laughs> they are. Uh, floating with the tides. Don't say we're rowing the boat. They're That's, not rowing. Uh, they're not ski ma here. We got the, yeah. So. I don't know. It's just it's, it is something to, to behold that the offense can be so bad. Somebody made an uh, interesting observation. What, would ha- what happens? Let's say Iowa gets behind by a touchdown or six points or something against Rutgers. Do they then have to, I mean, we, we needed a score, and all of a sudden in a minute 40, we went down and got a field goal. I don't think we can turn this but didn't, on. It didn't work very well against Minnesota, right? It tr- they tried, but actually he did get two first downs before throwing, you know, uh, uh, I guess against Minnesota. There's a chance. I, I, I also think, I don't know, I also think that there's a chance that uh, uh, you, you might see Iowa I don't uh, know. You're, no, you're right. no, I'm str- I'm, str- I'm reaching. You're right. No, that's a, it's really it's a struggle. If you get behind, it's a struggle. I, right. I'm reaching. I'm reaching at that point, right? Yeah. So th- so what needs to happen is that Iowa needs to take advantage of the good plays that they have in the first quarter and then score, score points. When they get down inside the thirty, let's. How about this? 
How about we try running the football three plays in a row, and if it doesn't work, if it doesn't work, then we'll kick a field goal instead of trying dro- dropping back or slower than Methuselah quarterback who's prone to the turnovers. Because he threw an interception and he had a, he had a fumble that luckily Mitch Mason Richmond fell on. Yeah, the, the the interception baffled me a little bit just on trying to go to the end zone at that spot. Well, it just it, it, I, I felt I like don't we mind played it right. Go to the end zone, we, but if you're going to go to the end zone, then you either need to throw it deep, or to the outside guy, not not so it's short and on the inside yeah, where the, guy where the guy's covering him. Yeah, where the guy can pick and it off. If yeah. you're going to do that, why not uh, throw it to someone taller than Nico Ragiano? It's that was a strange one. I don't know if that was a call or if that was a read, but that was a strange one, that's for sure. We got a lot of other things we want to ask Tom Caker of HawkeyeReport.com about because uh, with a lot of injuries in this game. And some bad news on the recruiting front uh, And today. some bad news on the recruiting front. We had some uh, interesting things happen uh, as far as some of these calls are concerned. And, oh, by the way, the Iowa men's basketball team starts tonight at 7 o'clock. The Iowa women played last night. We got a lot of updates on other sports as well. You know what? We're going to do all of that on the other side of this break, which is coming up here in just a second uh, when we come back on the Hawkeye Huddle on 102.1 FM, 1350 ESPN Des Moines. Hi, it's Greeny, and you're listening to 1021 FM and 1350 ESPN Des Moines. And we're back here on the Hawkeye Hill. Brett Ridge, Dave Creighton Jr. with you here at G-Migs, where they actually do have beer this evening, if you want to come on down. And we're talking about... Uh, yeah, it should be noted that uh, last week I finished off all the Miller Lite in did. the facility. But the, nicely done. Well, Iowa fans apparently finished off, I know at the Bamboo Club where we were on Saturday, they were down to nothing but Miller Genuine Draft. That was it. That was all that was left by game time. Not even Stroh's? They had nothing left. They had a few. Uh, they had a few. Um, as far as domestics, right? No. They had a few like IPAs and things like that. But I'm there. Was old Old Style gone. Miller gone. Bud Light Bud gone. I heard Sound Murphy's. Like Animal House. Murphy's uh, bleachers sold out of their beer. They and uh, Merkel's was down to what did you say? Just Coors, Coors Light. Light. I mean, uh, Iowa fans were were hitting it hard, you know. So it's a vacation. It's a vacation. But there's still beer here tonight, and if you want to come the watch the Iowa, the only place I think uh, guaranteed not to run out of beer is that if Iowa actually goes to the Las Vegas Bowl, they still. You think they'll be okay? I don't know. You can't drink Vegas out of beer. I don't know. I've tried. You know, Merkel's uh, had to be convinced to open up on. Uh, on Friday early because Trent was doing his show there and right. he convinced him and then when we got there there were 50, 100 people there right. already they were serving then then they had to call the people into the kitchen and one person who can attest to that was sitting right there with me which was kind of cool because I don't get to see him very often our good friend Tom Caker at HawkeyeReport.com <laughs> got to see you in person my man that was kind of fun well they were there because I was there sure. that's true All all to <laughs> see you Right, exactly. Yeah, you know, all the uh, especially the female customers. They were there. Yes. Yeah. You know? Actually, Trent uh, has done himself. He's got a few sponsors that he was working there. He does very well along those lines. Good for him. Trent's right? married, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Is, there, there, is, there's right? a certain place that knows how to hire their people. Yes. 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 One of them. So there's a, a, a gambling entity that sponsors his programs that knows that. So we'll put it that way. Yes. But uh, anyway, Tom and I had Circle. a good time talking to Trent, and then uh, you got to go over and sort of experience Wrigley Field before uh, the rest of us did. Tom, you know, you went in and did the media thing um, and got a good look at how things were going to be. Did you suspect at all when you got in there that the end zones that were over the top of the dugout would be 
or, or the entire field itself would be such a problem as it was? Not really, because I walked down the field and I was like, eh, this seems okay. You know, it doesn't seem like it's loose turf or anything. I was down there walking around and it just seemed pretty normal. And, um, yeah, it was uh, that one area was a problem. And I know Kirk didn't like the, 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 the wall being about two feet from the back of the end zone. Uh, he shouldn't have worried about that since no one was going to get in there. Yeah, you get yeah I think both teams were allergic. Yeah. Both teams are allergic <laughs> to the end zone. Well, that was the end zone that um, the first time they played there that they ended up against Illinois having to, to just go the other way. Everybody had to go the one way because the uh, what would be the right field end zone was just too close at the time. Um, it was closer than that. The, the goalpost was sticking into the wall that year. <laughs> so they, this was a little bit better than that. But uh, in any case... Maybe it, having it, games at Wrigley Field it, while a novelty isn't something that ought to happen it, every it time. It should, probably shouldn't. But it was a bucket list uh, game, wasn't it, Tom? I mean, Tom's a big Cubs fan, too. Right. And it was a bucket list game for a lot of us. And Iowa fans certainly turned out for it. Yeah, they did. There was... You know, I, I, I'm curious your assessment. I'd say like 75, 80 percent of the fans there were Iowa fans. It was just, it was crazy. Even uh, Mike Wilbon confident that he goes, there's, there's all these Iowa fans, all the Iowa fans were outnumbered today. You know, he's a big Northwestern guy, so. Right. Does he wear a purple cardigan to the games like all the other Northwestern fans that I've ever seen in Northwestern games? He had a north, I think, like a kind of like a jersey kind of northwestern jersey kind of thing on. Oh, there you go. So, well, tell yeah. us, tell us, um, the Iowa does not come out of this game unscathed. A lot of guys uh, dinged up. I, I guess it sounds like not as many of them. There's, I, Bo Stevens is probably the most serious, right? But um, what what are your thoughts on some of the guys who Kirk sort of commented on? We'll see today. Uh, we got Rusty Feth. We got uh, Logan Jones, I believe. Uh, who else? I mean, Mason any number Richmond. of guys. Who, Mason who are, Richmond. Mason it was Richmond. Richmond. Yeah. Uh, Three fifths of the offense starting offensive line. Well, Ty Tyler Ellsbury came in and played great. Yeah, he did. I thought he did a nice job. Um, I was talking to Jenny Dunker about him today, and he's like, he's like, he called him. Uh, he said he, Ellsbury's like an encyclopedia. He just knows everything and knows what to do. So um, I think they feel comfortable with him there, but, you know, they're obviously better with Logan Jones out there. And, um, you know, Rusty Fest had to come back in after Stevens went down, but when he left the locker room, he had his arm in a sling. So uh, I don't know if he popped a shoulder or what he did, but um, he was, you know, he finished up the game. And then uh, um, Mason Richmond got yanked fairly early, and he's been dealing with a bone bruise, and, and I just think that it's been like a month, and he's kind of just been trying to, you know, it's like he had the, like, bailing wire and stuff, just trying to keep himself together or whatever, and I think it just caught up with him at that point. Um, after another uh, guy coming from behind of, behind Deacon and strip-sacking him, you know. Right. I, can't yeah. do that. I thought that was the last play he was in. At least he recovered the fumble. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, plugging these guys. In, right. I, I, I'm assuming. I mean, it sounds like Kirk's thinking that some of these guys might go this week. 
Um, the, the next man in, at least in the one spot, is Cade Piper, who's now in the, into the uh, two deeps. And I guess that the, um, there, a couple of the players were talking about uh, he's a true freshman, but he really likes to hit, and we may see him this week. We'll see. I'm not sure he's going to play. I'll, I'll you know, be surprised. But um, we'll, we'll, we'll see. He's still got to fill out a little bit progress. more. He might be a little bit away from there, but he's a good prospect. I was talking to Dunker about him today, and he really likes him. because He's got a little uh, little edge to him, so um no player to watch for sure. Tom, aren't we at the point of the season where freshmen, if they haven't played already, are fair game for the, basically the rest of the season without losing their eligibility? Not necessarily because it's a four-game limit. So if you're factoring in a potential Big Ten championship game and a bowl game, you're still ah. over the limit. There you go. There you go. So if you play in, so let's say you played Rutgers but didn't play against Illinois, would that – does that count? Yeah, that's fine. Okay, that's fine. then you're fine. It doesn't matter. They don't have Just to be consecutive. You, it doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't have to be consecutive games. Doesn't you know? If you played one, you could play this weekend, sit out next weekend, and then play the last three, and you're still technically under the number. Right. That's of course presuming that Iowa gets to the Big Ten championship game, which all starts on Saturday by. Uh, hey, just win! I tell you what, you win these two games at home. I feel like Nebraska's losing at Wisconsin, and you, that last game doesn't even mean anything at that point, other than trying to right. Yep. Um, so it's exactly it's, correct it's, that it's if, very doable. if I will if I will win the the next two home games, then and if Nebraska drops one of their next two to Maryland or to um, uh, at Wisconsin. Yeah. yeah, the game in Lincoln will have no bearing on uh, Iowa's already going to Indy. Yeah, so. just just win them, <laughs> and that'll make that'll just make uh, you know the the power the three, TV powers that be yeah, three super happy. Underdog, but that's all right. Uh, they're going to start the game at 10 a.m. on pe- <laughs> on Peacock uh, on, on, uh, on <laughs> big noon uh, London time. <laughs> hey, what, what's the deal with Noah Shannon? When do we find out about that, Tom? Hopefully tomorrow. Hopefully tomorrow. Is there any hope? I'm not. At all? I, I, you know, I asked um, Beth Getz last week about Noah and the situation if she expected because Tom Brands was the one who kind of let out that the eighth was going to be the day when they were expecting to hear something because there's wrestlers involved, including his, Tom Brands' nephew um, right. Nelson is involved in that. <clears throat> so we're, but Beth was like. Not as optimistic as I thought she would be that they were going to get a ruling on the 8th. So we'll see. I'm just not super optimistic about it. I'm hopeful, but not like it's a, this isn't like it's a lock. I'll just leave it you know, I, Tom, I'm amazed that the NCAA can f- figure out how to have the basketball tournament figured out the day before Sunday when they, when they announce everything. But they can't make a decision on this that seems completely super easy to make because they've already decided and changed the rules. Why not apply the rules to the, these kids? It's crazy. That were, that they, they made the decision. That happened prior. It's just it's insane. Um, now, keep in mind who we're talking about, but it, it is insane. Okay, one more thing on football before we go to basketball. Iowa loses the big recruit from Cedar Rapids, Kennedy, in terms of a decommitment. Is that more 
We fired Brian Ferentz as offensive coordinator. I'm not convinced uh, we're going to get anything that I like compared to Brian Ferentz, and that's why I'm decommitting. Or is it, or is it um, more than that? No. I think it's just more a kid who wants to take visits. And in order to take visits and stay in somewhat good standing with Iowa, because Iowa is perfectly fine if, you know, obviously they'd like to keep him committed and, and not have to do that. But the alternative is, hey, they just kind of told him, if you want to go on visits, you're free to do that. We can't prevent that from happening, but just go ahead and decommit if that's what you're going to do. And, um I'm not even going to read money into this. I heard other, uh, I well, heard other people have it. talking about Texas Tech and all I know. Of a it's like I know. It's, I, NIL is not what I'm reading into this. I think it's the visits thing. I think you're absolutely right. Just to, to stay in good, good standing, Tom. Remember, that kid moved back to Cedar Rapids to be closer to Iowa. His heart's there. It's, gonna, it, it's not over with, I don't believe, for him. But he's going to take He can't, he he's can't got, sign he's for 13 months. So. Right, right. I mean, at this oh, point, so he's, he's, like he's that, in People are throwing the... Yeah, people were throwing the Caden Proctor comparison. I'm like, well, Proctor was just, he was doing this right. stuff in the last minute. The Iowa didn't have a chance. Right. Now they can, right. you know, the, it goes both ways. You know, it's like either we're married or we're not, you know, and he wants to date. So that's fine, and Iowa can go date too. It's like Johnny Dangerously's mom. <laughs> she goes both ways. <laughs> huh. Mother mother hung her on it, on it. You want to hook once. Once. <laughs> Hey, uh, last thing, Tom. I, I think we're going to skip basketball. I want. I want to get. I want to. Do you read anything into this uh, business where Marco Linus was the guy taking the second string snaps in pregame the other day instead of Joey Labus, and yet Joey Labus is still second string on the death chart? What's What's going on there? I don't. I think if they probably if something happened to Deacon Hill, I think we'd probably see Marco Linus. That's what I, I think. I heard kind of through the rumor mill, um, my very unsophisticated network of people who know things, <laughs> that Joey may have uh, slept in, missed a, or not missed a meeting, got there super late or something like that, and or maybe had a uh, unspecified uh, violation that we can't talk about due to HIPAA. I haven't heard anything about that. So Okay. I don't. I could. I can't confirm that. I just. I think. Um, I just think that uh, Brian Ferentz might not be a fan. <laughs> I think he's probably oh, a little frustrated with Joe. Maybe. You know. Yeah, that might, those things happen. They do. All right. Uh, but I can't. But, I can't gonna... but at least that. At least that you... makes it more difficult for people to. Continue to ask yes. me how come Joe Labus doesn't play. Well, now he's third string, I think. So right, that might that might that might well be it. And the other guy's a true freshman, right? But so I, hey, I, um, I'd be willing to to watch him hand off. <laughs> I know you would. <laughs> um, okay, real quick, Tom. Thoughts on this on what's going to happen Saturday with Rutgers? Uh, we'll worry about basketball as the season goes on. But what's the what are your thoughts? Uh, how the Hawks come out? Uh, against uh, the Scarlet Knights? You know, um, Rutgers has had three kind of significant games, three games that they lost, Wisconsin, uh, Michigan, and Ohio State, and they really played well in the first half. But in each game, especially the Wisconsin game and this past week with Ohio State, their quarterback just makes dumb mistakes. He'll, he threw pick six in both those games. 
when he was driving, when they're in like inside the ten yard line trying to score. Um, I just think Iowa takes advantage of them, and I, I think they end up uh, finding another way to somehow win a football game. You know, thirteen to seven or whatever. And well, that's you know, Tom Iowa and Rutgers. Iowa and Rutgers has had a history of playing some very low-scoring low games. It wasn't there a game that was. Yeah, it was the either fourteen seven. seven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and they've had some other games. Been pro- there you go. I believe I was in Dallas watching that with Buzzy. But uh, a history of low-scoring games, and with the total at twenty-eight and a half, might want to put there. I want to put a little sprinkle on the money line total. You never know. <laughs> well, All right, I, hey, had we a, got, I had a friend of mine. Uh, we had a guy that, uh, um, Rich, you probably met him, Mike Palm, who was. From from the, the, the oh, gambling circa. place. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. He was there, and he told me he goes, "My best bet of the weekend is the the over for Iowa Northwestern." <laughs> well, it's a lock. <laughs> Not sooner or later. Sooner or later, I know. Sooner or later, you think it's going to hit, right? But boy, the way you watch this offense. Oh, well. All right, we got to run. We're, we're behind time. Tom, appreciate right. it very much. Good to see you last weekend, and uh, we'll yep. catch up with you next week here, okay? Okay. Thanks, guys. All right. Tom Caker at HawkeyeReport.com. Appreciate him. 20 years, and he we did point out, I think we've counted, it's three shows he's business. Not, not it's too pretty shabby. Good. We'll be back. we got lots more to talk about on the Hawkeye Huddle. We'll be back on 102.1 FM and 1350 ESPN Des Moines. Live sports live here. 1021 FM, 1350 ESPN, Des Moines Sports Leader. I actually thought that was you. I turned around and your mouth was open. I thought that was you. I was looking over here. (laughs) This just in. There's zero chance I could hit that note. I think you hit that stand up for this day and age. (laughs) Brett Ridge, Dave Creighton Jr. back here at uh, G-MIGS. I want to thank them for sponsoring the program again, along with Angie Lancaster. Uh, We do appreciate uh, the support. to be Tim Wellman. (laughs) Don't blow up his phone. (laughs) Call him 515-TIM-WELLMAN. Tim Wellman. (laughs) Hey, let's real quickly run through, by the way, some good stuff in some of the other sports this week. Uh, uh, The women's soccer team, they not only are. There you go. They not only had they gone to Michigan State last weekend and won in the first round as an eight seed over the number one, then they beat third-ranked Penn State one to nothing and beat Wisconsin also a top ten team one to nothing. They are the Big Ten champions at twelve four and four and they're headed to the NCAA tournament. They get their first round game they host. Uh, at home against Bucknell in Iowa City this Friday. Bucknell Bruins. But, uh, but still, first time they've ever beaten three ranked teams in a row. Uh, and uh, got it all done in the last week. Might also be the first time they ever played three ranked well, teams in a row. That <laughs> may, that might be. Uh, Kelly, McCord- McCord- Kelly McCordy, I got the uh, goal on, uh, f- was that Thursday? That was Thursday night. I was you watching know, off good. a rebound, and then Josie Durr with a penalty kick as good, scored good on as, uh, Sunday. As uh, good girls' high school soccer is in the state of Iowa. You'd think it would be, yes. It, eventually, it was going to, it should transfer to both it, Iowa and, and Iowa State. It, it seems like it, it has. And, well, it's it's not been consistent, but it should be, right? And particularly, I think you get a lot of the smaller colleges around here um, are picking up Iowa talent and killing it, right? right? They're very, very successful. It'll be, it's, uh, can kind they like translate Rutgers, to? Or, uh, Rutgers, Wartburg Wrestling. Yeah, so, well, Grandview, Grandview, Wrestling. Uh, Grand, yes. Grandview Football, I mean, right. you know. But uh, it hasn't translated to the Big Ten quite the same way, but 
certainly Iowa with the uh, Big Ten championship there. That's great. Field hockey team lost in the Big Ten tournament uh, to Maryland 2 to nothing. They still make it into the NCAA tournament. <laughs> it's a sweet 16. That's all they do for the NCAA tournament, and they are playing against Louisville in oh, Louisville, Louisville in Evanston on, uh, that's Friday at 2.30. Hawks are 13-5. and five. Uh, we'll see how they do in the NCAA tournament. And then, of course... They're also getting a goal and a half in that game. Are they? No. <laughs> What's the over-under? <laughs> Two. Women's basketball started out last night. If you had the BTN Plus, you saw Iowa win 102-46. This is a big week for them. They'll go up against Virginia Tech Thursday night. That's the big one. Virginia Tech ranked number eight in the country. Iowa, of course, number three. Uh, it's a 7 p.m. tip from Charlotte on ESPN2. Last night, Caitlin Clark in 24 minutes, just 24 minutes of play, 28 points, 10 boards, uh, 28 points, 10 assists, 7 boards, and 2 steals, no turnovers. And a plus-minus of 53. That's an unbelievable score. And Iowa just rolling away from this. Um, that, the means, other big that means Iowa outscored Farley Dickinson by 53 points when Caitlin Clark was on, when the, she was on, the, floor. on the court. That's right. That's crazy. Uh, oh, by the way, <clears throat> Colorado beat LSU. That, uh, the gal that gave Iowa fits in the Sweet 16 had 28 last night. What, Frida Foreman? Or, uh, something like that. that yeah, man, she was something. Um, she was formidable. She was formidable. In this game last night, we saw what uh, Hannah Stolke is going to be for this. They, she is not a post-up big, as we theorized. Uh, she had uh, 20. She was 8 for 8 from 2 and had uh, 1 for 2 from 3. She had 20 points last night, nine boards. She's going to be uh, the athletic player we expected her to be. She's gotten a little bit stronger. She's uh, going right through people, and she looked great. And here's what I loved. Uh, Sharon Goodman, I think, is actually your post player, along with Addison O'Grady th uh, this year. Uh, we expected Addie O'Grady to be the starter. Goodman had 20 last night. And here's what I noticed about both of them. Suddenly, both of them have this, as soon as I catch the ball, I'm shooting it. They, they, so what Jan Jensen does with these gals is she gets it in her head that before you get the basketball, you better know which hip the defender is on because you're going the other way. Which way you're and, going, And, right. man, it was just it was like magic watching well, them work and, last night, and, and they got it done. Again, not to mention, uh, Bruce, you put it up there, so we got to watch the condensed version of the game. Our bigs will still outrun your bigs up and down the court for the, entire, the entirety of the game. And if you don't get back on Iowa... They're not going to wait for you. They're just going to go this ahead. Gonna They're going to go. pass it in yep. there. Stokey got three or, three or four buckets by running the court uh, right. well ahead, right? Um, so Thursday night against Virginia Tech. and what at you that? Seven. All right. That and sounds then, better than Bears-Panthers. It does, doesn't it? Much more, much more uh, interesting. And then uh, at UNI on Sunday, 2 p.m., no TV for that one. But uh, So let's hope that they get a couple of victories and stay up there in the uh, well, rankings because uh, it's a lot of fun. Uh, You'll have UConn one, Iowa two. Yeah. If Iowa if would Iowa happen would, to win both. Right. Oh, and maybe if Iowa beats Virginia Tech, maybe. Maybe up to one? Just maybe. Maybe. I mean, you're beating the number eight at that point. We'll see what happens with that. Men get started tonight against North Dakota. We'll talk about that a little bit more after our next break. It's on Peacock tonight. Oh, no, it's BTN Plus No, BTN tonight. Plus. So that's why we've got it right here. That's right. Peacock is Alabama State on Friday for the men. And I've then got uh, next week... Next week on Tuesday, Creighton. So it's going to be on G Migs right here. We're going to sit and watch at least the first half of it, I yeah, think, that's uh, right. right here on BTN Plus tonight. Not anyway. to give away my last call, but uh, lay the 19th. You think so? Oh, yeah. Okay. 
All right, we're going to take our final break. break, break, break. Bleh, bleh, bleh. We're taking a break is what we'll do. We're going to take a final break. We'll come back, get you set for Iowa Rutgers and Iowa North Dakota. When we come back on the Hawkeye Huddle on 102.1 FM and 1350 ESPN Des Moines. When the AI movement needs lots of cooling, it relies on water from the Des Moines and Raccoon Rivers. You're welcome, world. Des Moines sports leader, ESPN Des Moines. And we're back here. Brett Ridge, Dave Creighton Jr. with you here at G-Migs, 5th Street in West Des Moines. Filling up a little bit. Still some room for you to come down and watch the ball game. Now, it's, I could uh, sing Bruce. Yeah, you could? I, I won't. Okay. Okay. Uh, what is it? It's uh, $10 apps, $10 wraps, and uh, $10 wings. wings tonight. Some uh, people call wings apps, but... I, I'm, headed, I'm, I'm headed for the, uh, the jalapeno or habanero apps, wings. Apps, waps, after. and wings. That's, that's what I'm getting. Apps, waps, and wings? <laughs> It'll be spectacular. It's the Elma Fudd. It'll be spectacular. <laughs> In the game saw out of seven. <laughs> we got men's basketball. Do not speak with the speech impediment. I'm going to... You're gonna make me. You're gonna make me lose my train of thought. There's no way. All right, I can let's talk like that. Let's wrap up basketball. We will finish up. <laughs> Stop it! It's just not. It's, I'm telling you, those boys from Navy, they put their pants on just like we do, one leg at a time. <laughs> it can happen to anyone, Brett. Billy. Upsets Billy. happen. Lil. It ain't right. Lou. <laughs> All right, so uh, Hawks with, the, with North Dakota and Alabama State and Ben's basketball. Here's the thing. You think, you think the Hawks are you feeling think, good about 19? Yes, I think they roll. 19 th point, they're 19-point favorites tonight. I, I think that the pace of the game is going to lead to enough easy baskets. Um, they'll get, obviously, enough stops, and I think Iowa wins this game by... North Dakota's not supposed to be very good. It's like 90 to 65 or something like that. Okay. I, I, I think this is a, a night Iowa struggles. Iowa's going to play. Iowa has eight new guys that are going to be part of this rotation. And, and all the, and of them are good. I will agree with that. I, I actually, there, there's not one of them that I looked at, I've looked at and thought, nope, that will not be a contributor, right? Is, but he's gonna, there's going to be four freshmen on the floor at various points in time I, tonight. Aren't at, you excited you know. to see that? I am, and I also think that's where you end up sometimes just struggling. Brock you know, Harding is a ball player, dude. I know he is. Mr. Basketball in Illinois, he's dude, also dude. only five foot ten. I don't care. I, it's going to be great. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing him. I'm just saying, these are the games where suddenly you struggle a little bit because you Dean got all Oliver the Oliver wasn't exactly Kareem Abdul-Jabbar out there. No, but he was big. He was taller than that. Yeah, he's a little bit taller. Right. Plus, he's left uh, You know, so Cricky's going to be, uh, I, I think, a, a great offensive player for Iowa. It's going to be nice to have that kind of a post in there. He just, I don't know defensively what he can do. We're going to see. I just think it'll be a little bit more of a struggle. I don't see them struggling, losing, but I do think this is a little bit closer to start with. What was the deal a few years back? Do you remember that this is the game where Fran, they wouldn't shake hands. They, he walked off the court. Is that North Dakota or North yeah, Dakota this State? this is North Dakota. But weren't they coached by the dude who used to be at Iowa, the big yeah, tall guy? Yeah, that's right. Brian Jones. Yeah. Right? And there was some and argument. he said yeah. something late. That's and right. got got pissy and said everybody off the everybody court, off let's the go. Court. we're not right. shaking we're not doing that that yeah. wasn't cool that wasn't cool. well clearly they made up since they're they north dakota's coming down here for yeah, a paycheck i think they've got a new well i think they're going to coach right i don't imagine brian jones is still the head coach no. but uh they are coming for the paycheck and uh so Did that you know again Iowa's BTN only had plus. five offensive coordinators in 44 years i didn't know that isn't that insane well so, it's, soon it's to be our sixth <laughs> Two, only had two football coaches. Two football coaches, three defensive coordinators. Three defensive coordinators, or four, because Brazier retired. 
And then who took over for him on Hayden's staff? Is it Verducci? No. I can't remember who finished up as the as the defensive know. coordinator. We'll have to think about that because yeah. then it was then it went to Norm then and then Phil. Norm and Phil. Yeah. So it is. Hey, it's there's longevity at the University of Iowa. Rutgers this weekend at two thirty. Um, I, I I agree. They they do some dumb things. This I it's it's a losable game because Rutgers is okay, right? But it's they haven't done anything. It's losable because you're not gonna you're not gonna outscore them by a ton. Yeah, right. You're just not going to run away from anybody at this point. Did, did, did Caleb Johnson even play the other day? I thought he played one play, but that was it. And then Jazz Patterson played a little bit, and now there's rumors of him transferring. We'll see whether that happens. Um, literally just rumors, but wanting to go home closer to home. He's from Florida, I believe. You know, oh. But, uh, but uh, oh. Yeah, plenty of running backs in the stable at Iowa, but, you know, KJ is pretty good, and I like Patterson as a blocker, right? And they didn't have him in there very much the other day either. And I didn't understand that, considering we have protection problems. Well, actually, you know, on the, uh, the big pass of the game, Iowa had great protection. Um, Deacon, they did. Deacon they did. stood back there. He took his time. He focused completely on the one guy he was going to throw to, and he threw a dart. And he threw a dart. And they completed the pass when they needed it. Maybe that's the kind of uh, play they need from a confidence standpoint to know that in crunch time they can get it done. Do you think that we'll continue to see two or three or maybe five plays with uh, Cooper DeGene on offense? No. I, boy, I hope so. I, 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 I just don't. I just think they're afraid of him getting hurt, and, and if he gets hurt, it really is a big blow to the defense, and let's face it, the defense is how you're winning games. Well, that's true. Right? And, and so it's just, it's just too problematic. I'm surprised they're letting him return punts anymore. I did say, I mean, are you kidding me? It's our best offensive play. I, I understand that. <laughs> I, but I, why would you not want to have your best player out there for your potentially your best why, offensive play? Why would he not be returning kickoffs? Well, because we never return. Oh, I, I was returned to what? Five kickoffs all season. Now keep in mind, we haven't received that many. That's true. We haven't had a lot of them coming to us. <laughs> we you haven't know, kicked off a whole lot either. Well, right. You know. So it, it, anyway, I. So what's your last call? My last call on this is I. Uh, no, you're gonna. Same gonna thing. We're we're in the same we're in the same boat, baby. This is four field goals. Four field goals to one touchdown. I feel like is it twelve seven. Take the under. Just Close. go with the under. The under continues to pay for Iowa in spades. Uh, but 12-7, to 7, they win it. And then it brings up the big one against Illinois that effectively would uh, probably clinch the, uh, the Big Ten West. Well, I'm going to go with what Tom says. And Iowa gets a turnover or two from that Rutgers quarterback. A couple short fields. We will get in the end zone once. And I'm going to go with my continuing score of 19 to 7 for the third consecutive week. <laughs> the continuing story. The saga. The saga. That is the Iowa offense gets one offensive touchdown. Your four field goals. I, mean, I don't know. <laughs> two touchdowns, safety. You can figure and, and out any way you want to add that up. If you want to go with 19-7, we're, we're basically seven. down to where we're predicting Iowa to hold every team they play Under to one touchdown. Or, or none. Basically. basically. Hey, I want to thank everybody for helping us out of the program today. Of course, Peter Camp back in the studio. Tom Kager from HawkeyeReport.com. The great staff here at G-Mix. Come join us here uh, for the rest of the evening. And sponsor, Tim Wong. <laughs> Angie Lancaster as well. And uh, join us next week right here on 1350 for the Hawkeye Huddle.